Hello, everyone, and welcome to and let's be heard for Monday, July eleventh, twenty twenty-two. I'm Mike Chopley. Well, how was everyone's weekend? How was everyone's weekend? I had a really good weekend. I actually did. I had a really good weekend, and uh, culminating with uh, being a guest on the uh, the Frank Morano show, The Other Side of Midnight, on seventy-seven WABC in uh, New York. And it was great. It was great. The hours are, you know, interesting. It's it's interesting radio because I've worked so many different hours in radio. I mean, I worked, you know, my first job in radio was on the uh, on the morning show, so that was weird. I mean, that was going to bed eight o'clock at night, getting up two o'clock in the morning, and then I worked. I've done overnight stuff, and uh, so it's always crazy hours when you're in radio, unless you have something settled, unless you're at a settled time slot or shift for a long period of time, it's really, really hard to sometimes get used to the crazy hours. And, uh, you know, it's not easy to do a show like Frank does from one to five in the morning. It's four hours a day, five days a week, because those aren't what you call normal working hours. Those aren't the normal hours that most people are really at their, at their best. So that's, that's a tough show to do. Um, and, and especially when you, when you do it like once when you're like a guest and you're doing it once and I was there for the entire show and it's, it wipes you out because it's tough to adjust. You know, I didn't, I didn't do what, what you, you do if you do that five nights a week, which is sleep late four, five, six in the afternoon and, and get up and start your day and then end it 12 hours later. So it was, uh, I was kind of wiped out. I only got a few hours sleep after, um, but it was fun. It was, it was really fun. It was fun to be on, the radio again in uh, in New York. It was fun to be on the radio again in New York, and uh, you know it's it's always exciting. And when I worked at WABC back in the nineties, they were in uh, Two Pen Plaza. Now they've moved and uh, to brand new studios. Uh, a couple of years ago, I believe in twenty twenty. So these are very nice studios. I mean, they're very nice and high tech, and all the new fancy equipment. They have cameras in there, everything. So it's it's a really nice setup. It really is a really nice setup. So that was fun. It was fun to be back on the radio in New York after many, many years. Uh, boy, I guess about two decades, over two decades. So I want to thank Frank again for, for having me on. Um, it's really interesting that we're getting this. I, I just put up this heading of why it must be Ron DeSantis in 2024. Uh, just put this up, and uh, not an hour after I put up the the topic, the main topic uh, for the show, I'm watching Fox, and all of a sudden I see these ads, and it's all about Ron DeSantis, and it's called ReadyForRon.com. So I think these are now. I believe they just started running because I watch Fox all the time, and now just today I started seeing ReadyForRon.com, and so these are ads that are, I guess, urging. Ron DeSantis to run. Just a weird coincidence that I thought about this for the topic of the show. And then a couple of hours later, I see these ads running. So it's not just me, obviously. It's not just me who thinks Ron DeSantis should be the guy, the person to run in 2024. Um, you know, there's still a lot of Trump supporters in the Republican primary. I don't believe he's polling great. Maybe 40, 45 percent of Republicans want him to run again. You know, a little bit higher probably considerably higher now than Joe Biden for Democrats, which is probably more in the 20s or 30s to run again. I think maybe even less than twice. It keeps on, Joe Biden's polls keep dropping. I can't, I, can't, I can't keep track of his polls. 
It might even be 20, less than 20, 25% now of Democrats that want him to run again. So while there are basically very few Democrats that want Biden to run again, there's still less than half. It's still a minority of Republicans when you see polls now who want uh, who want uh, Trump to run again. And I think it's because, to tell you the truth, I, I think he, he's just too – people are over him. I think as someone described it as not just – it's not necessarily January 6th stuff. That doesn't help. The baggage doesn't help. But the fact that the further you get away from his presidency, the more people just don't think about him anymore. That's logical to me, right? The further you get away from the presidency, his presidency, from January 20th, 2021, the fewer people think about him or remember him. And so I think it's only going to get worse for him as time goes by. It's only going to get worse for, for Donald Trump as time goes by when it comes to people in his party who want him to run again. To say that this is the new fresh face, let's face it. And yes, age is important. Age matters. Age matters. How many 75 to 80-year-olds do we put in charge of a major corporation at that age? Let alone, let's say they're still running a corporation at that age. But how about putting in charge? How many 80-year-olds do we hire to run <laughs> a major company? Uh, the answer is zero. It's Trust me, it's tough to get a gig at 50, let alone 80. Yet we seem to be okay with making the leader of the free world 80 years old over and over again. It's getting absurd now. So yes, age does matter. Of course it matters. To pretend it doesn't matter is stupid. It's not dealing with reality. So I think people are looking at that with Trump too. Do we need a you know, 75 to 80-year-old guy running? Or how about a 40 to 45-year-old guy running? And Ron DeSantis. And it's a huge difference, almost 40 years. DeSantis is not only a fresh face. He's incredibly smart. And he's incredibly high ratings in Florida. Remember, Florida is one of those swing states. They keep on – under DeSantis, they keep on registering more and more Republicans. People keep flipping from Democrat to Republican. More people keep moving to the state and registering Republican. They're now up to 200,000 more Republicans and Democrats, which is the biggest gap ever in Florida. Florida is no longer going to be a swing state because of Ron DeSantis. It's a huge accomplishment. Remember, when it comes to president and even governor, would DeSantis win by a point or two? You know, uh, and, and when it comes to president of the United States, it's usually a point or two either way. So DeSantis has really now made that, you know, uh, purple to, to, you know, toss up to more than just lean Republican, especially for his election. It's going to be heavy Republican. He's going to win by a, a landslide, a mega landslide. So I think when you look at the differences between DeSantis and Trump, not only does DeSantis not have the baggage, but he has the more recent successes, right? He has this huge success in Florida. He has the COVID success. You know, Biden, of course, the disaster. Newsom, the disaster. But Trump was a disaster with COVID, too. He really was. You remember, he, he put Fauci front and center, which was a huge mistake. If he had known, if he had done 15 minutes of research on Fauci, he would have seen what an incompetent old fool the guy was. And never would have allowed him to even speak let alone be the face of the lockdowns and the face of the COVID response. And of course, the operation Warp Speed was a disaster. The, the vaccines suck. The vaccine, we, we see New Zealand now, won't get too big into COVID, but New Zealand now is back up to like the most deaths they've ever had with, I believe, 
plus percent of the population vaccinated. And I think three out of every four with all the booster shots. So what happened to the vaccine? Forget about the vaccines not stopping this, but what happened to the vaccine stop severe illness? It's all bullshit, people. The whole thing is utter bullshit. These vaccines were shit. Operation Warp Speed was a disaster. You don't – that's not one of the things you warp speed, a, vac- a fucking vaccine. You got to take your time with the vaccine. But Trump wanted to be first. It was all political. He wanted to be the man who cured COVID. And of course, it didn't happen. So he, Trump was a disaster with, with Fauci. He was a disaster with, you know, uh, with uh, the vaccines. He was a total disaster on COVID. And Biden's just continued that disastrous and doubled and tripled down on it. I do think Trump wouldn't be doubling and tripling down on it the way Biden is. So there's that. But DeSantis was a total winner, a total winner when it came to COVID, right? A hundred percent winner. And he has that now. And believe me, believe me, as we get closer and closer and closer to the 2024 election, people are going to see more and more how much of a winner DeSantis was, how much more of a winner Florida was, when all these other states like Michigan and Illinois and New York and California, so on and so forth, and Oregon and Washington State can't recover, fall even further behind economically. When Florida, of course, the economy is going to be thriving, jobs, all that. We know, we know, tourism. And so people will see more and more as we close to the election how right Ron DeSantis was, how wrong Gavin Newsom was, you know? And I say Gavin Newsom because there is obviously rumor that Newsom will either – I don't think he's going to primary Biden. I think Biden will decide not to run and he'll give his blessing to Gavin Newsom. I don't think – the Democratic Party will work it out when Newsom doesn't make Biden look bad. I mean not Newsom gives a shit, but he they'll work it out where I think Biden will say, you know, I give you my blessing. I really think that's what's going to happen with Trump and DeSantis. I'm telling you. I'm telling you this on July 11th, right, of 2022. I think that Biden will give Newsom his blessing and, and, and Trump will give DeSantis his blessing. Now, it doesn't mean those two guys are going to win the primaries, but they will be the front runners. Gavin, I mean, there's no who's going to challenge Ron DeSantis in a Republican primary? Who's going to challenge Gavin Newsom? Who? Buttigieg? Kamala Harris? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. So this could very well come down if you're an odds person, if you're a gambling man or woman, that it will come down to Newsom versus DeSantis. And I, I can't see any scenario where Newsom has any shot of winning that. Can anyone out there see any scenario where Newsom – you can call in if you want and explain to me well, how Newsom could beat a DeSantis. I don't see any possibility. Everyone hates California. Even Californians hate California. So I, I, don't, I don't see how, how that can happen. And Daniel's online. Just let me finish my blabbering here for a few minutes, and I'll get to you. But I, I, I don't, I don't see how how it can happen. I, I think a, a DeSantis Newsom matchup. I'm actually hoping for. I'm praying for it because I want DeSantis to destroy him. I want DeSantis to not only become president, but while he becomes president, I want him to destroy Newsom's career. I want Newsom's career to be destroyed at basically a very young age. That that's what I want. That is my desire. That is my hope and dream and fantasy. Okay, and I think DeSantis can do it. I think DeSantis can do it. So I, I think it has to be DeSantis. And now we're seeing these ads on Fox, where there people are urging, people are urging Ron DeSantis to run for president. And uh, how much urging does he need? I don't know. This can be once again. We don't know who's who's putting this together. This could be a uh, a committee that you know, kind of one of those shadow committees that DeSantis even knows about and supports. It could be anything. 
but uh, it's obvious that many, many Republicans, the majority of the Republicans want him. And I think as we get, I think he has overtaken Trump. I think maybe a year ago, Trump was ahead of him in the primary. And I think he has now overtaken Trump. And once again, as time moves on and we move further and further away from the Trump presidency, move further and further away from the Trump presidency, and people begin to see also how much, how right DeSantis was on COVID, I think there'll be no competition. I think Trump will see it. I think Trump does not want to lose a primary. I think that would be incredibly embarrassing for a former president to not even be able to win a primary. So I think both regards, Biden wouldn't be able to win a primary. Trump wouldn't be able to win a primary. And they're both going to see this. And at 80 years old, I don't think they want to go out losing a primary. So I think neither of them will run. And it will most likely, there's always the wild card. There's always something that'll happen, right? There's always like that surprise. You don't know. But I think it'll come down to DeSantis and Newsom. And I believe DeSantis will kick Newsom's ass. I think it will make... You know, I think it'll be a a, a kind of an Obama-McCain win, even bigger, even bigger. So that's my hope. I really hope that Newsom thinks he can win. I hope Newsom, with his ego, the hair gel king and his his playboy ego, I I hope he does it. I hope he runs uh, the hubris of a man who destroyed California, whose COVID response was the worst in the country, the worst in the world, really thinking he can become president in 2024, he needs such a beatdown. He needs such a beatdown. I believe Ron DeSantis, and you look at the way Ron DeSantis uh, talks. I mean, he doesn't take any shit, man. He doesn't. He didn't take any shit from Newsom running those ridiculous ads in Florida, those ridiculous ads in Florida saying move to California. I mean, how insane is this guy? And DeSantis simply said, well, look, I've seen a lot of, you know, license plates. I see, I see all of a sudden, I see all these California license plates in Florida. I don't see these Florida license plates in California. And he's right. He's 100% right. The numbers prove it. California lost electoral vote. Florida gained electoral vote. Just like Texas gained electoral, electoral vote, New York lost one. People are leaving New York and California. They're moving to Florida and Texas. Businesses are leaving California in droves for Texas and Florida. So it's odd. I mean, all the all the facts, all the evidence, everything is on DeSantis's side, and he knows that. So he simply talks about it. He simply talks about it, and he does incredible things. Like he knows what happened during COVID. He saw the awful things that happened during COVID, right? So he simply has now made laws such as you cannot deny someone the right to go see a loved one in the hospital. It doesn't matter if it's a black plague. You can no longer deny it the way people did, the way hospitals denied it. Okay, they denied people the right to see their loved ones. Their loved ones died alone. Okay, because of fear and hysteria. That won't happen again in Florida, and that's because of Ron DeSantis. Okay, that won't happen again in Florida. In Florida, you can't teach trans transgender uh, sexual operations to kindergartners. You can't do that in Florida. It's because of Ron DeSantis. He sees how crazy this is becoming. So DeSantis isn't afraid to take a stand. He's not afraid to tell Disney, we'll just tax you more. You'll lose your tax breaks if you start this crap and you don't just run your business and you start running your mouths politically. He stands up. He, he stands up to the actual bullies, these woke, politically correct bullies. And that's what they are. 
So I, I'm look, I'm I'm all for DeSantis, and we'll we'll talk more about other stuff. I want to get into. I wrote about fact checkers. I want to talk about fact checkers. This thing about this ten year old girl who was probably who supposedly raped in Ohio and had to go to the state to get an abortion. It never happened. Did the fact checkers check that? No, but they check stupid things, and we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about you know the, the left and they won't let COVID go. They want to bring back. They want the new variant to be worse than ever. It's never ending with the left. COVID is never ending with the left, never ending. So if you like elect a Gavin Newsom for president, it'll be COVID forever. It'll be COVID forever. And Daniel, who's who's on the line, I know Daniel is one guy who doesn't want COVID forever, does he? Daniel, are you there? Daniel, I'll give you the perfect lead-in. It was a perfect transition to you, and you're not there. Hold on. Let me see if I can. You're there. Daniel? Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, I know you're there. You're just not. Un- you yeah, un- I, I'm, I'm here. I was having trouble with the call-in app. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Yeah, it's um, it, 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 it sometimes just gets weird. And, and, uh, and anyway, I want to explain that. I think you are... Um, dead on with respect to uh, DeSantis and how it will all transpire. Um, if uh, Newsom does decide to, uh, to, to throw his hat in, I think you are also correct that, uh, that he would just get Biden's blessing. Um, if, 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 if it is looking like um, he, he in two years could, could potentially, or in one year, um, could potentially um uh, uh, um, dodge what he did to to California, and I mean potentially, um, because there's going to be. I, I'm just so looking forward to being. Uh, a, a, here's my message to um, uh, the Republican Party and Ron DeSantis: Put me on television. Put me in one of your ads. I want to explain how uh, this monster, Gavin Newsom's lockdown, killed my father. I want to explain that on national television. And, and, I think, and, and I think hundreds that would be of people, a, yeah, hundreds of people. A, just Daniel, like that would be a great ad to have all these people doing that. It would be a great ad. Yep. There's hundreds of people just like me. There will be thousands that were prevent, that prevented from seeing their loved ones in the hospital as they were dying. There is going to be thousands of people talking about how they were forced out of their jobs because of a, the world's crappiest vaccine ever. There's going to be thousands of children that they could put on ads talking about how their educations got disrupted and their parents talking about that. Yeah, bring it on, Newsom. I just want to rub your face in a pile of shit. Well, and, and, and you know, and with news and with, with like I said, with New Zealand now, where we're seeing deaths as high as they were ever, as high as they've been ever <laughs> with everyone vaccinated and almost everyone boosted. And yet Democrats in this country continue that narrative, that never-ending narrative doesn't, despite the facts, the hell with the facts, the hell with the evidence, the hell with the reality, that never-ending narrative that whenever they get COVID, they say, oh, but I'm so blessed and thankful for the protections the vaccines give me. I mean, are these people for real? Are these people for real? You know, I've I've repeated my my four... Uh, most important things that people needed to keep track of. I've been repeating it since uh, April 2020. Um, You're talking about number two on my list right now. Uh, And that was very simple. Number two was lockdowns only prolong and deepen suffering. New Zealand is seeing that right now. 
Right. And how many times did, did, did left-wing rags like the New York Times say, look at New, let's look at New Zealand for success. Look at the great success in Singapore. Look at the great success in New Zealand. Yet when this happens, when cases are as high as ever, or hospitalizations or deaths, the New York Times is crickets. They don't say a fucking thing, do they? They were playing a shell game. They were hoping that by, that the vaccines that were going to come out would actually be safe and would actually be effective. They are neither. And now they're sitting there holding the bag. And they lost their shell game. And for why they would take such a chance uh, um, with the pharmaceutical industries, I'm, saying, I'm assuming that they got some sort of word from them, but uh, the pharmaceuticals assurances only, pharmaceutical companies insurances only, why they would take us such a chance on such a shell game is just, is just is, is astounding. It's just, it's just amazing that it could be that politically stupid, but then maybe they weren't playing a long game. Maybe they, they're just playing a short game. But what, I don't know what the short game, the ends of that short game was. I mean, look at look at the, what's happened politically, the major things that have happened politically in the uh, last year. Most of it's happened in the Supreme Court. Nothing that they did on the short term in the short term game um, that would, whatever they were playing was going to change that. Well, and, you know, I, I think that. Once again, it's it's gone on too long now where it's not going to – There's like I said, there will never be any admitting of failure. <clears throat> it's just full speed ahead with narrative, right? Full speed ahead with a false narrative. And it, it's, it's – uh, it, I think DeSantis has such an edge on them because reality is now starting to hit people. And like I said, the closer we get to 2024, the more reality is going to hit people of the devastating effects of all this nonsense on New York and California and Illinois and all those blue states. And there's going to be a state like Florida shining at the top of it all, right, showing how all this stuff that was done in New York and California killed the economy, did nothing to prevent cases, did nothing to prevent deaths, did nothing to prevent hospitalizations, and ended up just hurting and killing many, many more people. In New York I and think- California than in Florida. And DeSantis is going to have all of that on his side saying, I had the vision to see to do things the right way. And that's what you need in the president. Vision. He's going to yes. have it, baby. In spades. In spades. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely correct on that. The closer we get, the more of that is going to be. I think everybody already understands most of that, that the uh, vaccines are disaster, that uh, masking was disaster, that lockdowns were a disaster. Um, I think most people, um, it just, you know, most, many will not admit it, uh, but, the, but those Democrats that won't admit it, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they actually understand that that is that is really the case, that it was all a disaster, a total disaster. Do you and, agree with me that Trump? Do you agree with me that Trump's not going to run? Or do you think he will run? Oh no, 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 no! I don't think Trump's going to run. I, I think I, I think that um, people have, have had an. I think there is. I think I think you and I, in particular, exemplify this. I think people have had enough of tribalism in politics and being pitted against one another. You and I come from a progressive background. That and that and, and 2020 uh, rocked our worlds and and, and changed our p- political alignment um, dramatically. And because the truth matters, and we were being lied to in the most unimaginable ways about the most unimaginable things, and to do the most unimaginable level of destruction to our world, not just our country, our entire world. I mean, we, we talked about this last week. World Bank estimates that one, half of a million children died 
because of COVID policy, because of the economic fallout of COVID policy, children, children that had 60 more years of life, well, who are we protecting from COVID? People that had at the most six, six months left to live. We're talking about average age of death from COVID being 80 when that is higher than the average life expectancy from birth in, in the United States. I mean, this, it, it, those half a million children dwarf, just dwarf the, the number of live years lost compared to everyone else that had had deaths attributed to COVID. I mean, it just dwarfs it. And, and, and geez, why, why are we even talking about the other side's opinion about what happened with regards to COVID policy in any rational manner whatsoever? At this point, all they deserve is a ridicule. All they deserve is shaming. And the closer we get to 2024, the more apparent that is going to be. Well, I mean, now, but you said they deserve ridicule and shame. But all we're seeing now is, once again, they're, they're doing it all again with this, what, 5AB or 5 let, 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 them, let them dig in deeper. Let, let, just let them do it to themselves. Uh, it, 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 once again, at this point, they can't help themselves, Daniel. At this point, they can't. In other words, if they don't, <clears throat> if they don't do it, they, if they don't do it, it's like they're admitting they were a failure, right? If they don't they're do on it, a kamikaze. Yeah, they're on a kamikaze right. mission at this point. Absolutely, they're, they're dead. Yeah, if they, they're dead if they go back to the base alive. Right. That's exactly right. Well, one, 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 one hundred, one hundred percent. But I, I, Daniel, I do want to, you know, as, as always, I thank you for calling in. But I wanted to um, go on to a the next subject here, <clears throat> which is the fact checkers. Because uh, a story came out, uh, I think many people have heard of it by now, with this 10-year-old girl supposedly uh, got raped in Ohio. And Ohio won't let her get a, wouldn't let her get an abortion, so they had to go to another state to get an abortion. And of course, the liberal rags and the liberal rags, both in print and on television, electronic media, ran with it. And now, as it turns out, there's no corroboration of it. And now everyone's saying it's a bullshit story. Now, here's the interesting thing. Uh, about a month ago, I put up a, a little meme on Facebook. It was a little you know, meme that said, uh, I think maybe people have seen this going around. It says, I remember January 6th. And underneath is a gas station. And it shows $1.99 gas. Like $1.99, then premium $2.20, that kind of thing. And all of a sudden, like a couple of days later, I see Facebook. Fact checkers, they quote unquote fact checkers had to uh, had to uh, you know flag it because it was it was uh, something like mostly or partially disinformation. So I'm thinking, what disinformation? Now they don't say what disinformation is. So I'm guessing the disinformation was that gas wasn't a dollar ninety nine on January sixth, twenty twenty one. So I Google it, average average gallon of gas. January 6th, and it was like $2.10, $2.12. Now, obviously, if the average gallon of gas was $2.10, $2.12, there were probably many gas stations around the country where it was less than that, just like we see now with the average gas is $5.10. In some places, it's $4.50. So obviously, there were places where it was $1.99. So of course, even if, let's say, I was $0.10 off, which I wasn't, it's total bullshit for them to flag something like that. It is totally true information. But they didn't like it, you see, because it was a sarcastic jab January 6th. It was a sarcastic jab at the bullshit of the left. And what it proves this meme, basically, what this meme was saying is there are things people actually care about more than that little three-hour bullshit fest at the Capitol. 
They care about gas prices. They care about inflation. They care about the economy. The fact checkers over at Twitter, uh, at Facebook, they don't like that. No, no, they don't like that. The narrative is January 6th interaction. January 6th, that's the only chance the Hail Mary pass that the Democrats have. So they flag this as misinformation, but of course it's not misinformation. But they focus on that. They focus on fact-checking that bullshit. Yet when it comes to something really important, like the story about a 10-year-old girl getting raped and not being able to get abortion, which never happened, that was never fact-checked. I could have written that. I could have posted that a million times on social media, and they never would have fact-checked it. When it was totally false, a totally false narrative, a dangerous a dangerous false narrative that, of course, the left is pushing because of the Roe v. Wade decision. All these horrible Republicans in Ohio and around the country who are making raped 10-year-old girls drive to other states to get an abortion, one, it never happened at all, and two, in Ohio, there's an exception for that if it actually had happened. So it was a total bullshit story that the fact-checkers didn't didn't care to fact check because it's not within their left wing wacko narrative. They're left with, and this is what we're going to be left with, with the Zucker fucks and Twitter. If it's not bought by Elon Musk, this is what we're going to have to deal with, with social media, with Instagram and TikTok and all of this stuff, except maybe Getter and Truth Social. We're going to have to deal with this constantly for the rest of time until social media fails, which it will. Which it will, because as Twitter has not told Elon Musk, half the people are fake. It's not worth forty-four million. It may be worth forty-four bucks. It's not worth forty-four million billion. They're all fake, and you know it's, it's only going to get worse because people can say, "Why bother? Why bother when they're just going to censor me? Why bother when I can't say what I feel? When I can't say what's factual, or when I can't even give an opinion that the left doesn't agree with, and I'm censored?" So this is. This is the new normal when it comes to social media. And it's just going to kill – it's going to – good. It's going to kill their job. It's going to kill their industry. These, these tech nerds are not going to have jobs anymore. Their, 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 their golden umbrellas are going to go away. Their beautiful life is going to go away because you know, they make two fifty, three hundred thousand out of college. It's all going to be gone eventually. And what are they going to do then with their worthless degrees? What are they going to do then with their worthless degrees? And they, is it going to be worth it at that point? I'm going to ask the question at that point. Is it going to be worth – was it worth it? Was it worth trashing your life, trashing your job, trashing your industry, trashing your profession because of narrative? Because you have to push a left-wing narrative. And believe me, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Okay? If Twitter were run the right way, 50, Elon Musk would have given them $50 billion, okay? If it was just run the right way, the potential it had would have been astronomical. But no, they didn't know a good thing when they had it, and they had to ruin it with this censorship. And like I said, eventually people are just going to say, you know, Bafangul, we're not going to deal with this anymore. We're not going to deal with it anymore. We're going to make our own social media. We're going to go to Truth Social or Getter, and we're just going to stay there. That's it. We're going to stay there, and we'll or we'll blossom into other areas. But we're not going to use Facebook anymore. We're not going to use Twitter anymore. And we're not going to do this because the, all they care about is censorship. They don't care about. 
their company succeeding. They don't care about that. All they care about, so now we know they've developed these companies just to simply get their point of view out there. Well, they should just do a, a fucking, Zuckerberg should just do a podcast. The people who run Twitter now should just do a podcast if they want to do that. That's not what that company's about. But that's what they wanted. They just wanted to use it for like political opinion and political influence to get their candidates in. That was the whole thing. I'm beginning to believe that the Democratic Party was behind all this from day one. They started these social media platforms because they saw it as a way, and I think Obama did too. He saw it as a way to get his opinion out there, to get his point of view out there, to get their left-wing narrative out there, and to get their left-wing candidates elected. And now it's all backfiring. A big reason why Republicans are winning and the big reason why former Democrats like myself are now voting Republican, whether we consider ourselves libertarians or whatever it may be, is because of this stuff, is because of the censorship. I'm telling you, I'm telling them right now what it is. I'm telling them this is what is going to make you lose. So it's all backfired. But this is just a great example that they'll censor some idiotic thing about gas prices when they feel it was 10 cents off. But they won't censor the sto- story or, or fact check a story about a 10-year-old being raped and not being able to get an abortion. It's just insane. It really is insane. It really is. And it's just in lockstep with the fact that they're over they're overboard the left now. I mean, you have these lefty wackos wearing T-shirts now on national. I saw a guy on CNN or MSNBC wearing a T-shirt that says, I, I, I love abortion. It was something to that effect of, I proudly support abortion. Are you fucking crazy? Are you out of your mind? Uh, you know, Democrats, I used to speak to Democrats about abortion, and most of them are pro-choice, but most of them said it's like a distasteful thing, like it's not a happy thing. In fact, Biden said that, right? Biden said that. It's not a right, it's, it's terrible, and it shouldn't happen. Now they're saying, no, no, it's not only should it be a right, but we love it. Do it. Do it. Abort more. I mean, they're insane. They're totally insane. They're crazy. They're not rational. And they're losing people because of this. Fine. In the end, it'll be worth it. It's worth this kind of mishigas in our lives because we're just going to win in the end because of this crap. And we're going and we're going to win big. And we deserve to win big. Our team deserves to win big. We do. And that's what's going to happen because they can't help themselves. I love abortion. I proudly support abortion. Uh, what? What? Who? Who? Where? Who's? Who's sick enough to wear a shirt like that? To say that? Who? Who? I don't. Understand. I, I understand if you wear a shirt that says, you know, a woman's right to. Cho- I support a woman's right to choose or bodily autonomy, even though they're totally full of shit because we know they weren't for bodily autonomy with vaccines and masks. But okay, I can see wearing that kind of a shirt. But I, 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 I proudly support abortion. I'm. It, <laughs> Incredible. It really is. It's, sometimes I don't have words for these nut jobs. They're just crazy. In the same vein, here we go again with COVID, right? Here we go again with COVID. Here we go variant 5AZ, 5AF. Oh, it's as bad as ever. It spreads everywhere, outdoors. Let's bring masks back. They're insane. I was in Whole Foods today and half the people had masks on again. Maybe half, maybe three quarters. A lot of people had fucking masks on today in Whole Foods. It was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And all I can think of now when I see someone in masses, they're an asshole. That's all I, all I see is an asshole now. I can't help it. I cannot help it. I really can't.
I can't help it anymore. This is what I see now. When I see someone with a mask, I automatically think they're a fucking idiot. I automatically think I wouldn't want to know that person. I wouldn't want to deal with that person. Certainly not more than on a very casual, superficial level. That's what I now think. Because they've had long enough to know it's garbage. They've had long... It's not... This is not May of 2020. It's not even May of 2021. It's July of 2022. And if they don't know by now that it's bullshit, I can only assume that they are a fucking moron. That's it. I'm sorry. I have to be true to myself. This is what I believe now when I see a mask. This is what I believe. It's like, you know, they live, you turn, put the glasses on, you see them. This is what I see now. This is what I see now. And they, but they won't end. It's not going to, they're not going to end. So we have to, what, ignore them, I guess you know, ignore them. And if they try to put it back on us, say, fuck you, we're not wearing it. Everywhere we go, we have to not, I think that's, if it ever becomes mandated again anywhere, I think you can't, I I don't just believe now in non-compliance. I don't think it's enough. I think we just say, fuck you, fuck you and your mask. That's what we need to say to everyone who asks you to wear a mask from now on. That's it. I'm sorry. It might seem vulgar. That's all. I've had enough of it. Had enough long enough. And that's it. And if it causes fights, if it causes violence, too bad. They deserve it. Sorry. Long enough. They've had long enough to come around. They've had long enough to come around. That's it. Two and a half years is long enough. You know, 37 spikes, that's enough. 35 jabs, that's enough. It's enough. How many variants now? I can't keep track. 12, 13... Enough. It hasn't worked. And if they haven't seen it hasn't worked, I don't want to deal with them anymore. Okay? I want to go through them. That's it. So that's how I feel about that. Biden. Yeah. Biden, (laughs) every time I look up, there's a new poll that shows Joe Biden at a record low. At a record low. I just saw a poll in the New York Times. Have you seen the New York Times poll? This is, this is obviously the Biden-friendly rag. And they even couldn't, they, they couldn't do anything about it. They couldn't change the numbers. They couldn't doctor the numbers. 30, 3, 0. I think it was 29.9 or 8 or something. It was actually technically below 30 approval. It's just, it, that's insane. That is, that is 10 to 15 points lower than Trump was for most of his presidency and only what a year and a half into this guy's presidency so it it it, these numbers are record lows they are record lows for this point in someone's presidency okay this is like what richard nixon at the end this is like george w bush at the end i mean these numbers are insane absolutely insane and with like you know 25 Depending on what poll you look, 25, 30% Latinos. There was just a poll that showed him 31 points below water with Latinos. 31 points, a Democrat, below water. I mean, I've seen him above water like that in the past when Democrats were popular. This is insanity numbers. It's numbers that show a total annihilation in just a few months. And the fact that Joe Biden simply cannot run for president again. He can't. He can't. Absolutely. No, no. They will not let him run for president again. If they have the 25th Amendment him, they will. They won't let him run again. These numbers are just disastrous, but they're deserved. They're deserved. They, it, there are stories that his staff are afraid he's going to trip on a wire and kill himself. 
They're afraid he's going to trip on a wire and kill himself. This is what they're worried about. The president of the United States, that's lost two and a half years almost ago. This is, what, this is what concerns them. He reads off teleprompters and he reads cues. He reads cues. And this is what he does, right? He reads cues. He doesn't know he's reading the cues. End of quote. Reread the line. He reads this stuff. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's insane because this is not like a guy who's like never read a teleprompter before, but it's a guy who would, you know, 20 years ago, he could read the teleprompter. Now he can't anymore. That's the case. How many teleprompters has Joe Biden read from since 1971? And as long as I've been alive, he's been reading from teleprompters. He can't do it anymore. He's lost it mentally. And the country has seen this. He's lost it mentally and it's costing the country. It's costing us in so many ways economically, domestically, foreign affairs, just keeps on giving Ukraine billions and billions of dollars that we don't have. It's, 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 it's everything. And people are now seeing it's everything. He's below 50%. Well, on every, every, every issue you can imagine, every issue you can imagine, he's below 50%. So, like I said, this will all lead to what will happen in November. And it, it, it all leads to a, a Republican tsunami in November and a real opening for getting back to my original subject, a real opening for Ron DeSantis. A real opening for Ron DeSantis. You know, on, on final note, unless there are more calls and stuff or whatever, but on the final note, I'm going to talk about this Jose Alba thing, the thing in uh, New York with the bodega owner who was arrested for self-defense. And I understand the bodega owners are going to meet with, uh, with uh, Alvin Bragg, the DA of New York, tomorrow. And they're going to talk to him about ending, you know, dropping the charges. Um, it looks like, once again, another situation of a, of a crazy liberal, crazy Democrat making the wrong decision and not knowing how to go back, not knowing how to admit the decision was wrong and probably trying to find a way out of it. My guess is it'll be like we saw new evidence. There was a different version of the video, some bullshit, and they'll get out of it. But they can't just say they were wrong. They can't just say they prejudged it. They didn't see that. They, they can't do it because Democrats can never admit they're wrong, as I said in the previous show. Um, so I think they'll find a way out because there's just too much political pressure when you have the mayor of Democratic, the mayor, the, the Democratic mayor of New York City saying it was self-defense. He never should have been charged. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. They, they, the, the mayors usually don't come out and, and, and do that. So it's, it's, it, it's another case, though of how extreme the left has gotten, right? Where they don't prosecute criminals. They let criminals out with no bail. They let them out early. They let them out, you know, misdemeanors when it should be felonies. And yet when someone defends themselves against said criminals, they go to jail. <laughs> and the original bond was a quarter million and only lowered to 50,000 because of public pressure. Another guy can't go back to work because the people who run the bodega are afraid that this kid's, uh, you know, family members or friends will come and kill him. Awful. And this is how the guy supports himself. He's not getting paid while well. he's not getting, like, he can't afford to retire. And he's 61. So what's he going to have to do, this guy? Even when these charges are dropped, this guy is going to have to probably move or go somewhere and work somewhere where they don't know him. At 61 years old, uproot his family. The whole thing is a total disaster. It's a, just a total, total disaster. But this is what's happening in our cities. Once again, this all ties in to Biden's low approvals the low approvals for the Democratic Party, and the, and the tsunami 
and the tsunami that's coming. I, I, I was at, uh, like I said, I was at WABC yesterday and I was talking to an old friend of mine, Curtis Sliwa, who I worked with when my first job uh, was with, uh, one of my, my second job, actually. My first on-air job and my, my second job as far as studio director was with Curtis and Lisa Sliwa in 1991. I was 19 years old and um, it, I was talking to him. I hadn't seen him in years and just talking about this craziness and the, the downfall of San Francisco. And Curtis, of course, has guardian angels around every city. I saw, I told him I was in Barcelona. I saw them in the subway. And so he knows all the, the layouts of all the cities and he knows all the bad areas in San Francisco and how it's spreading, you know, like I told him to the white liberal areas, you know, and the wealthy areas. And now they're finally taking note. And, and this whole idea that he ran for mayor against Eric Adams and New Yorkers, Gave Adams, what, a 40-point landslide win after hating de Blasio. They said, oh, no, this guy is different. This guy, well, you know, he's an ex-cop, and, you know, that's a great thing, and he's going to be tougher on crime, and no, he can't vote for a Republican. And Curtis had it right. A Republican can't win in New York because of Trump. Before Trump, they did, right? Giuliani, Bloomberg was a Republican for a while. But now they can't because of Trump derangement syndrome, because every Republican is tied to Trump. The Democrats do that to win, and the schmucky voters believe it. So they keep complaining. Oh, this mayor sucks. This, there wasn't even a honeymoon for Adams. His approval is 25. He's been in office for seven months. His approval is 25. So and they keep they – keep, the disconnect, the cognitive dissonance is amazing. I tell them, well, then you vote for Republican. No, no, can't do that. Trump can't do that. So what happens is they continue to be killed and die, right? They keep being raped and looted and robbed. Oh, but we can't vote for a Republican because of Trump derangement syndrome, this absolute psychological sickness, psychological disorder that needs to be in the next DSM, the volume of psychological disorders, because it absolutely when you will when you won't vote, when you would rather be raped and robbed and killed and looted and then revolt for Republican because of Trump derangement syndrome, it's an illness. It's an absolute mental illness. And so I was talking to Curtis about that. And he said, you know, he might give this another shot in four more years, three and a half years. But I hope he does because, you know, it's a matter of we need some real change. We need some real change. And this happened. This happened in New York. Rudy Giuliani was elected, right? The mayor had been Democrat for forever, right? Ed Koch and David Dinkins, even though Dinkins got a bad rap, I think. But then Giuliani's elected. They finally elected a Republican. They, you know, this was pre-Trump, so they could stomach it. New York is totally cleaned up, right? Got too clean, as far as I'm concerned. You know, Disneyfication of Times Square. But crime shut down, all right? People felt safe again. It became like the safest city. And it continued on the Bloomberg, where it become – on the Bloomberg, it was like the safest big city in the country. People were like low-crime New York. You can go out at night. So people – so under this Republican rule – Things got better. And then they vote a Democrat in again, and it goes downhill. And they cannot see the pattern. They can't see the pattern. Mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. They cannot see the pattern. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. But it's certainly the case. And it all now has to do with Trump derangement syndrome, that every single person with an R next to their name, is really, in essence, Donald Trump. How insane is that? Is every Democrat Obama? Hmm? Is every Democrat Clinton? Of course not. And yet every Republican is Trump. 
it's a sickness. And so hopefully, hopefully the so hopefully the sickness will be a cure. Maybe there'll be a vaccine for this. That's what we need to work on. <laughs> a vaccine <clears throat> for sorry, a vaccine for Trump derangement syndrome. If we can get a vaccine for TDS, I think that would be impressive. And I think a lot of people should take that one. Because we need to cure this. We need to cure this more than anything, I think, at this point. We need to cure this 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 mental disorder of Trump derangement syndrome because it's really destroying our our cities. It's really destroying our cities. It is. All the democratic cities are run cities are a total disaster from New York to LA to Washington DC to Philadelphia to Chicago to New York. Everyone. Every single one of them, really. Every single one of them. What do you know? What, what else? What else can I say? I mean, it's. I, I think that we're getting to the point now where we just have to. We have to be able to see that we need to look at what people are saying when they're running for office. And I'll end on this: we need to look at what the person is saying. Forget the way they look. Forget if they're black. Forget if they're a woman. Forget if they're gay. Forget if they're straight. Forget if there's an R. Forget if there's a D. Forget if there's a G. Forget if there's an L. It don't. All that doesn't matter. What is the person saying they believe in, and what is the person saying they're going to do? This seems so simple to me. Because maybe I don't have Trump derangement syndrome. I don't believe in the cult of party. Maybe that's why it seems very. You know, to me, it seems very. Obvious. Now, yes, nowadays we're seeing many Democrats saying the same things. We are. Yeah, you, it's hard to find an unwoke Democrat. There are a few out there, but it's hard to find that. It's hard to find a Democrat that's not into total wokeness, into total COVID fear and hysteria. They have now put themselves into a corner of being a cult, and they can't seem to get out of it. And everyone that's running now, though, as a Democrat, unfortunately, believes the same thing. And if they don't, they're afraid to speak out against it. And then you're worthless as far as I'm concerned anyway. It's, you're worthless if you're afraid to go against your own party narrative when you believe something. And you're right. You're on the, side of, you're on the right side of history, on the right side of the facts. But too many of them are repeating the same mantra. And we see it over and over as I spoke to Daniel. Whenever a Democrat gets COVID, they say the same thing. It's, 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 in, it's, it's shocking how they don't see how Orwellian it is. And they all put out the same fucking comments. I'm grateful the vax, the protection the vaccines give me, and this is my eight, 80th bout of COVID in the last two months. And then they see New Zealand and they see Singapore, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because narrative and Trump derangement syndrome means everything to them. Anyway, okay. That's been our Monday edition of In Let's Be Heard. Uh, I'm Mike Kachopoli. Uh Thanks for listening. And remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. We have no choice. We have no choice, people. Vote them out now. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.